talk really low because you're trying to maintain no, your I'm voice. No, I'm actually, I'm actually um, making sure that I can be heard over the music. Like now! And you're listening to Ratchet and Woke. I'm in the right. Ratchet and Woke. I was in the right. Ratchet and Woke. 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 But yeah, no, I, I have. I'm saying unknown the world, and it's your, your voice. Yeah, I'm so. Oh, you, like you want to chop and screw? You know what time we on? It's Ratchet and Woke podcast. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let me let me do the intro. Yeah, you hey do. Hey everyone, that. this is Lil MC and Unlearn the World, and we're here bringing you Ratchet and Woke podcast, the only place that you can get your full daily dose of ratchety ratchet vagina talk mixed with your higher self crown chakra consciousness about metaphysics. Apparently, yeah, there you go. Full exactly. talked about. No, that works. Right. That works. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Email us Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail and, um, yeah, I'm just not sure why my mic is sounding the way that it is, but I'm not going to really, uh, allow it to piss me off. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> it's good. No, I'm just overworked today, but we're going to, we're going to yeah. get through it. We're going to get You're... through it. We have some topics. We, we did <laughs> we our due diligence topics. in terms of pre-production. So we got our we topics. So let's just get right into it. We have JPZ on the show yesterday. Shenanigans. Today. Well, today. Yes. <laughs> Don't give it away. They know. Pre-pre-recorded. I mean, it, they know. That's how yeah, it, they, true. you know, the, the We have the, the uh, autonomy to record this fucking show whenever the fuck we want, but we will be releasing it to you on Friday. But sometimes we want to pre-record Every Friday. It. And t- start telling your friends. Like, if you really like this, if we make you chuckle, we make you yeah, think. Yeah, like, people all want to be on the show, but it's like, do you yeah, even fucking listen to it? Yeah, a lot of you is, like, clout chasing on the low. Like, y'all trying to hit me for, like, interviews and shit, and y'all don't even share it when you're on the show. Yeah, so y'all need to share. Share. Yeah. No so hate. Really, just saying, please. Just, you share. know, just, like, you know, if you like it, if we, if we make you chuckle, if we make you think about some shit, if, you, if there's something that is informative that you can benefit from this show, make sure you share it with others. It costs you nothing. It does cost right? you nothing. Just and like, I know just like a stream. You would you're bored <laughs> yeah. of the same old shit and you need to hear our delightful fucking insights. So yeah. and I think we do have delightful insights. I'm just gonna give ourselves a flowers. Yeah, thank I think, you. I, you know I, I never get flowers. Yeah. Yeah, I like think, real you know, flowers. You know? And that's a just <laughs> letting you know I'd like some fucking flowers. Oh yeah, no flowers for you, four no, months like of real sobriety. Flowers. No, I, I want Oh wait a minute, you want real flowers? Like yeah. legit? Yeah. Oh shit. I like, you flowers. like flowers. I do. Oh, <laughs> Okay. I used to hang out in the Rose Garden in San Francisco. I, I, no I know idea. you think because I'm like this devil person well, no, that I have I've, no I've given feelings you flowers, and like flowers like several times, and it's just been like, eh. no, it has not. What is the fuck? Did you want me to like pose with them and make it like my Instagram profile pic? That would have been nice. Oh I would have then I would have for sure known you like flowers. No. <laughs> you see how that works? Yeah, nah. You see how that works? And right. <laughs> I'm never gonna know. <laughs> Petty. All right. <laughs> No, you Betty. You King Betty. Now I know you'll never get me out. Just oh, no, that. no. You'll, you'll be very surprised. I'm going to get you hella flowers. Just you wait on your fucking birthday. No, I'm crazy. You're going to walk yeah. in. There's going to be flowers festooning. No, you festooned. Your entire life. I love it. He loves the word festoon. I love it. Yeah. 
Anyone want to get to the topic? Let's just get straight. Into All right. It. Yeah. So, well, I kind of wanted to talk about both of our traveling experiences because okay. we're bad and we traveled and blah, blah, blah. Boo I mean, us, are we bad? No, we were precautious. I mean, you know, life hasn't stopped, even though they're trying to make it stop yeah. increasingly. And right? we don't fuck. I mean, we're, we're quarantining now, but we're just going to share with you all our experiences traveling because um yeah. my man's over here he went to new york i went to new york during the first time during holiday season that i've traveled in probably a decade yeah um well, maybe we did talk about this we vaguely talked yeah. about but it but it, you know what i'm saying like how I just, it's like an apocalypse and people scream yeah about just that that was my realization like being in Times square which is very um you know important in my own history because i went to school in that area right shout out to like you know public school repertory company and all of that but um, I went to high school down there, so I, I understand I'm very familiar and comfortable with Times Square, and I've seen its evolution. I've seen it from the seedy taxi driver level fucking, Ooh. you know, where it was nothing but like 25 cent peep shows and fucking pimps. 25 and cent peep shit. shows? Like, well, I'm saying that that's what the neighborhood consisted of. Like, so what is a peep show where you pull back a curtain and then ladies show you? For 25 her cents, some chick like dances for you, or like you're able to see some nudie stuff. I don't know. I wasn't, People I was young. So- in any case, but that's what Times Square used to be. And then it evolved after Disney literally bought the block and then built up not only restaurants, but shops and a whole lot of shit. So by the time I was in high school, it moved from the seedy underbelly of New York City that it was, this massive cesspool of of, of sin and deceit <laughs> and ill repute into this like very like family-oriented place. There was literally an arcade right across the street from my, my school. My school was in, in Town Hall, which was like a theater. It's a, you know, like a Broadway theater. Mm-hmm. So like there was all this stuff. But now as I... I I'm older, so everything now when I go back home resonates differently. It just hits differently, right? So now I'm in Times Square and I'm with my kids. You know what I mean? And I'm looking around and I was just, I was just in shock at what I was like. I was like, we're literally at the end of the world. Like every single movie I have ever seen as a kid that indicated the end of the world or something post-apocalyptic and that cyberpunk aesthetic that I love and the, mm. the Afro-futuristic aesthetic of like, you know, a, a corporatocracy owning the world and mm. literally having billboards and, and mountain-sized human being advertisements. That's what you see. Mm-hmm. But in the streets, first of all, it's eerily abandoned. It's not a lot of people, right? Yeah. For a nighttime where it's warm on a holiday weekend. Yeah. So... The fact that there weren't that many people there was already eerie, but the people who were there were like the dregs of society. I mean, literally, like I went to New York and I was just, I was, I was almost like saddened by the level of like mental health crisis that was vividly in front of me. Like you did every other, every 30 fucking feet, somebody is literally having an out loud conversation with themselves in complete state of hysteria and delusion. That's number one, right? (laughs) Number two, right? As I'm in Times Square, on one side, you have the Hebrew Israelites talking about how everybody who isn't a black Jew is going to hell. And they're arguing with like Muslims. They're arguing with Christians. No. (laughs) Good one. Good one. But so they're over there arguing across from me is a man who's shadow boxing with himself furiously, sweating bullets, punching himself like juxtaposed to people in Grinch outfits and Spider-Man outfits taking pictures with family and kids and all of and that. And the guy, let's talk about the dick sucking guy. Oh my God, that was near my hotel. So like I'm walking around with my kids and we we all laugh because this dude's furiously running around and he's like, yo, can I at least get my dick sucked? And we don't know who the fuck he's talking to. Right? So we're just like, what? And we just like, 
So like the whole time I'm there, it was like the private joke amongst me and my kids. Like, yo, can I at least get my dicks? That's a really <laughs> weird joke to have. It's, we're all men. We're fucking grown ass. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm grown. Like, my, you know, I have I a 14 year old. But I have a 14 year old, right? Who's like, you know, 14 year old. like a man. And then I have a 10 year old who thinks he's a man, right? Aww. So like, you know, he's nine, think going on like 30. And he's, <laughs> just so we're clear, Poe has been going on 30 since he was born. Like he, I know, he's he's just like, I thought he was soul. like a curmudgeon Yeah, old soul Paul. He grew up an uh, 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 ornery, grumpy old man. It's pronounced horny. <laughs> Is it? No, no it's not. A, it's a part <laughs> <of> the <red laughs> <quote>. <laughs> They're talking about like how old people. But like, no, not all bullshit aside, like I'm looking around this, the, the, the environment, I'm just reading the room and I'm like, yo, this is, this is it. Like the, the pinnacle of human existence is now fucking, we, we've, we're, we're on the decline. And I think a lot of that decline has to do with the hypersensitivity, uh, the, the, the hyper sensationalism of the senses and everything that drags us into our reality, right? Like the, the bright lights, the this, the that, you're on your phones, all of that. Like I just, I'm having all these realizations just in this space, mm. right? And then you, I mean, Times Square is very indicative of a lot of post apocalyptic things. I am legend you know, uh, vanilla sky, like you've seen it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first things, like kind of like during nine 11, right yeah. before nine 11, you had the twin towers as like a symbol of capitalism. And every movie that showed something about post-apocalyptic reality and financial collapse always showed the towers crumbling. So mm-hmm. the, the resonance of the towers crumbling was very, it, you know, very telling when it came to those films. Same thing with Times Square as it relates to cinema and other mm-hmm. things. So I'm looking at this environment. I'm like, yo, we're here. Yeah, like, we're in this weird dope world. For you to do a, I mean, I think it'd be really interesting to do a visual. Uh, are they on lockdown right now? Are they? Yes, I think as of December first, they began a, a, a lockdown. I don't know how long it was going on. I know I was getting text messages from the New York City Sheriff's Department which is never a cool thing to ever see on your phone <laughs> about quarantining Yo, it's and all of that. better than an email from Trump. Like that was the fucking worst. Like get to go to El Salvador. Out get out of my inbox. What are you doing, sir? No, yeah. I would say Atlanta was the exact opposite. Yeah, so you went to Atlanta <laughs> the following. So I come back home. You go to Atlanta for a music video shoot. And yeah. Atlanta's wide open. Just yeah, so wide clear. open. I was yeah. there for less than 48 hours. It yeah. was very fucking interesting. I mean, like, airports are still relatively empty. So it's like, I at least get the comfort knowing that there's no one really sitting next to me and all that. Um, and the first, That was good. Yeah, the first yeah. the first encounter that I get with anyone from Atlanta is in my lift drive, my lift rides. And let me just tell you that my lift ride to the airport, my lift ride from the airport were like insane, like <laughs> transformative <laughs> moments for me. The the one chick that was my Lyft driver there, she was hella dope. She was actually from the Bronx and was just kind of like, she was a nurse and she had to quit her job as a nurse. It was paying her so much because she was so overwhelmed because she worked at geriatrics. Yeah. And she was so overwhelmed with seeing everyone fucking die. And it was just too much yeah, for her yeah. because she grew up. And then she was just telling me that like, like this is the thing with COVID is like, I try to, um, gather as much information from as many different people as possible yeah. before I, because it, it, it becomes clear to me that really nobody knows anything um, about it. It's <laughs> just so, it's so interesting. And she, she was telling me like that they had, they had found signs of the disease like well before, you know, um, March or whatever it was apparently, or like January was yeah. when yeah. COVID came to the U S and that it actually didn't start in, China had actually started like was he, I, just hella shit about it and I was just like 
yo, I need to rethink, you know, my, my beliefs about COVID. But again, it's just, it's too overwhelming to just rethink. It's just, it's a so lot. And I, I think just, they, they rely on us being completely distracted and, and preoccupied with everything to really know what the facts are. Yeah. You I, know what I'm saying? I like, was thinking about this today. Weird. It's like, we live in such a black and white world where it's like, we either have like, COVID is a hoax or COVID is a thousand percent real and we're gonna die and there's no gray area similar to like exactly uh, Black Lives Matter is a hoax or it's like I'm a hundred percent there like picket lines except for only when it's trendy for me because <laughs> I need to be part of something exactly it's just it, yeah it's so, so she's giving you all this information yeah, yeah so I went on a tangent but yeah um, that was and she was just hella dope I could tell she just wanted to be my friend but yeah. I jumped out of that how could cab. she not yeah yeah. But uh, he yeah. jumped out of that cab so fast. <laughs> I was so tired. I was ready to fucking get Like, to no, it. you can't get my cell phone number. No. <laughs> but I ended up filming a video there, and it was dope because we went to like this really sick ass loft that my friend kind of connected me with. And there's a couple of dancers that live there, and like the story behind it is that this really like this well off man who's really fucking dope and cool. Um, who used to like, I know it sounds hella like, <laughs> yo, it like, sounds so it's, sugar it's, it daddy, sounds so sugar safe daddy. haven for hoes, it like, is safe, but it's like, he's not like creepy in that way. Like he, he just, I mean, at least from what the energy people were putting out to me, like, and he literally gave no fucks about this video. He wasn't even like looking, he was like on his computer the whole time, but like, yeah, it is like a safe haven for strippers. And so, yeah, we just filmed the music video there and just kind of like rather than the conventional that would you would expect of me doing for this song detail, which is like a whole anthem, if you will, um, <laughs> as the Spaniards would say. <laughs> we kinda what? Just, yeah, the Spaniards. The, Sarah, the Spaniards called Dutel a whole anthem. They remember when Sarah submitted her. Song? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, the translation was just oh, like, man. this is for proud pose music or whatever. Proud pose. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was just we just kind of made a video that was like you know we like showing like the day to day like shit of like stri- if a strip a stripper's life you know like playing Pac Man and like kicking it and like making food and like then we also had scenes with them in the stripper pole and me just like lounging on the floor like a fucking humanizing day. strippers humanizing very strippers. interesting yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I think that's good I think it's almost like a Jedi mind trick because then like when they're humanized then it's like well, well what's wrong with being ratchet do tell <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I, see, I see what you did there I see I see. I see what you did. But the fucking crazy shit was just... Yeah, Yeah, tell me about the other Uber trip or Lyft trip. Well, okay, so we go out and just everyone... I had not been to a bar since... Like, I mean, inside a bar since March or some shit. I mean, I'm trying to think if there was another instance. I don't think there has been. And people were just fucking... like they, They would sit at tables and like wear a mask for like a second but like for the most part nah everyone was just there doing their thing like not yeah. giving a fuck even a cop rolled up and I, my friend like threw the joint away and was like tripping and I was like oh fuck am I about to get arrested in Atlanta for some bullshit like what the fuck <laughs> and then the, the cop rolls in and just leaves and doesn't shut it down like I, he was just picking up delivery food and I'm just like so this <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this straight. What? What? I can get arrested for smoking, but not for not wearing a mask. Nah, they don't give a shit about that. Oh, Anyways, shit. my friend, I love you, but yeah, I ended up getting a little uh, fucked up. And so it was just a lot. It was kind of like a moment for me when I realized like. And you're, yeah. you're four months sober. Yeah. Congratulations. Four months sober. Right. So like alcohol, that's a, yeah. Um, and I just realized like, I don't want to be around drunk people anymore. <laughs> you know, like. It's very, it's very taxing. Yeah. No, it I mean. very. 
I, it wasn't like it made me want to drink. Like, it, if anything, it almost reinforced me not wanting to drink. But it's yeah. just triggering and all of the traumas that I've experienced as a fucked up person. Like, people fainting and passing out and fighting and, like, getting hurt and, like, just all the fucking shit. And, like, it just... It, like she really wasn't cool like I, you know i had to really help her and it was just like yo i can't be like i'm, I'm having a panic attack what you have a panic attack and yeah. then on my my lift ride back to the fucking airport the lift driver like got in and she just started talking to me and i just kind of like explained like i was like yeah last night was shitty like i, I don't drink anymore and everyone around me was super fucked up and it was just kind of hard on me and she was like I've been sober for like, <laughs> like twenty years. I come from Delaware. Like I used to deal drugs and like Ugh. went to jail. Like oh, the whole ass fucking shit and was yeah. like just dropping gems for me and like at the end like hella gems and just like telling me all this shit. And at the end, she was like, "Listen, like, I can I give you a hug? Like, like." And she gave me a hug and was like, "I love you. Like, I if you need me, let me know." And like gave me her card and shit. And I just left <laughs> to go back to the airport. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Yeah, it was an angel lift ride, and the whole it, day it I could was have just been. Like you, you never know. everything. So, <laughs> but speaking of uh, car services, um, what you call it? So, <laughs> I, I read this article that was saying how hit songwriters in the UK are doing Uber and Lyft because they cannot afford to live comfortably, relying on their royalties from streams for hit records. So like we're talking what? about like we're talking about people who co-wrote for like. Kylie Minogue, who's like a disco queen, like yeah, a I know who freaking, Kylie yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, but bigger names, like I think one person like was writing for I I forget who right now. It, I mean, it, it Kylie Minogue me. doesn't put shit out anymore. But my point is like, there is if there's one thing that the music industry gives you in terms of wealth is your publishing, right? right. Like that's your gold in the music industry. So for songwriters who have contributed as co-writers to hit records. Because of the streaming age, yeah. they're not able to recoup or make a living off of that, which I think is crazy, especially in an age where we were talking about it earlier. People are literally selling their publishing for millions upon millions of dollars. L.A. Reid just sold his publishing for like 20 plus million dollars. Bob Dylan, as of this week, sold his publishing for 300 million dollars. So like, I just found it interesting that it was just this article that was, and I over the last three episodes, I've been rallying or railing against streaming because I just think that like we're completely fucked in this whole process yeah, hell you know yeah. what i'm saying and we i think are. that and the more and more i get aggravated be, I, I get aggravated by it because the more and more i see artists play so much important on getting streams i i i think that they're missing there's something missing like you're completely brainwashed to to work to, oh, so hard and invest so much money into getting this with no real return it's on your not investment. but i mean i think the way you have to look at it it's like a resume it's like when no. it's like when you intern or some shit you know it's like you don't have to make any money but people would legitimately look at your streams and that is leverage yeah. the better opportunities yes i guarantee I, you people look at your Spotify. no 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 no, no. Like i, I get that like, and i come i completely understand the metrics by which by, by with which we are measured Right. But my, my problem is the compensation. It's not necessarily just I got X amount of streams or mm -hmm. whatever. It's the compensation. Right. Like we're getting fractions of a cent. Yeah. That's our share. Yeah. So we still don't know how much a stream is worth. Yeah. I mean, because someone's <laughs> you know making money off right, it. Right. But that's my whole point. So I, I say all this to say that for everybody who is 
fighting the good fight and trying to get notoriety for their music so they, hopefully you can partner or get signed by a record label, guess what? You are already signed to a record label because the record labels are taking the majority of the money from Yo, your streams. I was just having, we got to get Kayla Love on here <laughs> yeah. because I was talking to her about this yesterday. She just did hella, she, she invested in every single streaming platform. Like she signed up to them and then she did research on every single one and like, Learned yeah. a bunch of crazy ass shit, so we should have her on the pod soon and uh-huh. talk about that because it's a hundred percent true. Like, yeah, it's just like pretty much the only people making money are the major records, right? Because they invested like in the five. streaming services, so like, so think about it. You are an independent artist who is investing in yourself. You actually have to pay certain outlets to get your music on the streaming yeah. platforms. And the person who makes the most money off of your stream as an independent artist is a record label you are not signed to. Right? It's fucking. That's fucking insane. Yeah. That's insane. Even if we got 50 cents to the dollar for every stream played, all of us would be in a lot more financially comfortable position. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm not railing against people bragging about views and streams because I understand the leverage game. But right. my problem is that there is no ownership, there is no equity, and we're still running around broke as artists. It's a really fucked up system. You know what and I'm saying? I would like, also <laughs> say the other benefit to having streams is that if you are if your game is is touring like you're reaching up people all over the world with these platforms totally. and Spotify is the predominant streaming service by fucking far by no 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 yes, no there, 100% yes, it is yeah. no I, no there's research to back that no it's it, it's I, I i understand that but it's uh, the reason why is cuz they give you numbers and we had that conversation so i'm not going to have Well the, the reason why is because it offers a free version of it it's the only streaming platform that offers a free version besides maybe Pandora which is trash Right. And outdated. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's also the reason why artists want. I'm not going to get into it. We've, we've gone over Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, awesome. um, but uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I was talking about uh, United Masters because you are distributed through United Masters. Okay. A lot of our friends are used to And they just did yeah. Select Con. Yeah, which I was really great because it was like a whole two day event of panel discussions for artists, managers, just talking about culture bearers and like where the culture is shifting, ownership, equity. They were having a lot of great discussions. So I spent the last two days kind of just like popping in and out of mm-hmm. different panel discussions. And it was just very interesting what United Masters is doing. And this is not an ad, by the way, but I just think that they're, they're, they're an interesting space to look at. And I think the music industry is really starting to pay attention to what United Masters is doing. Yeah, they're part with a lot of really, really because they they are and and for those artists out there who are unfamiliar with this right you have a lot of digital streaming uh, uh, digital distributors, distributors yeah. who are literally just trying to buy up market share they're literally giving you either free or cheap opportunities to get your music on the streaming platforms for the hopes that the artists who are really active and are popping can then get negotiated into publishing, publishing yeah. deals. And United you know Masters is one of the newest distributors. <clears throat> right. Which is, I think, it, but it, but they're now they're bringing attention to them as a brand by having this kind of conference mm-hmm. and other shit. So like now a lot of people are paying attention to them and flocking to them and they're giving you ownership of your own shit. Well, they, before you know I mean? they were distributors, they give you analytics. So it's like, yeah, I, was exactly. kinda, I was already signed I was, up. Yeah, I them. was telling you about, I was telling yeah. people about United Masters like two or three years right, ago. Right, yeah. Because so I was I mean, just like, you, you just want to have your, your data. data. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I did have a few issues with United <clears> Masters. They just, they, they released my shit like a day late oh no no they posted the day it, before they, they re- released it the day before but then didn't notify people until a day after so I was huh. I was pretty fucking pissed about yeah, that because that really fun. fucked up my pre-save game like why did I invest so much energy into this I'm not it's not fucking <laughs> the algorithm at all like what the fuck yeah um but 
what else were we going to talk about? No, I think that was it. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about really quickly before we, we go to JPZ. Um, birthright. Oh, there is yeah. an organization that is now doing African birthright. So if you are a person of African descent from the United States or the Caribbean, you now, if you're from age 18 to 30, I think is the cutoff, you now can be funded to go to Africa based on like where you want to go and, and, and have a all expense paid. What is the criteria trip. for this? It's going to be like, you just like, be black. <laughs> I mean, that's, we have to figure that out. Yeah. I don't know what the criteria like, is, but there's going to be a whole lot like, of white passing. Like, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, what is the bitch's name? The, the Jewish broad that pretended she was black. Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. She's, she's there. first in line for her birthright <laughs> shit. But I think it's interesting. I think it's really dope that, that, that somebody, finally had like the, the 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 idea to do something like that That's too you know what i'm saying just, and, but not even just for the 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 ethnocentricity of it but mm-hmm. for people in america to go see the world because one of the other realizations that i had like in new york city is like new york city is small mind small town mentality in a big ass city Hell yeah. because you don't need mm-hmm. to go anywhere else and i think that applies to america a lot of people yeah we're that so applies to the United States. Our culture that we just think we're the best until you go outside into other countries and, and realize you realize that people fucking can't stuff. fucking stand us. It's yeah. all an illusion, people. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. a fucking illusion. But let's get into JPZ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, three. So, oh, yeah. we're here with JPZ, and JPZ is stealing Ooh. beats. Hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Um, no, we were just talking about your new project. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's no intro. Well, let's rewind that. No, 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 no. We're totally going to give you the intro that you deserve, good sir. <laughs> Allow no MC to do your intro. Okay. So, okay. we are I, here. I do this I'm yes. really bad at it. No, she's it. really great at it. I'm really like, great. Okay. Don't, this isn't my intro. Go, yeah, go. Okay. Here with us, we have the minxy, the sphinxy, the elevated skateboard king, even though you just got staples ripped out of him, <laughs> the smiley, dimply... Multi Instagram having <laughs> LA to the Bay to LA again, possibly an escort. We don't know. <laughs> JPZ in the building. Welcome, sir. Yeah, see, I told you she's good at it. Yeah, so for everything that she didn't mention, introduce yourself and what you do so people uh, who aren't well versed in who I you think are. she covered it. <laughs> All right, cool. She got she got she got that out the way. She got the dimples. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh skateboarding and staples. So I mean that's I mean what, what else, else is what there really? The range. <laughs> All of my Instagrams? So many. Instagrams. Very confusing. So many Instagrams. I get so upset with Me you. Too. Yeah, when I, why I, do you well, tell me what exactly I just makes get, you I upset? Just, I mean, you and our friend Sarah Arnold both—it's uh-huh. it, like the repeating of the same content on, on several channels. different channels. But with you, okay. it's different because you will change the name of your Instagram repeatedly. So one minute it's like Chepe Pato, and then the next <laughs> minute it's like DJ Dimples. And I remember this is the same stream that would have. Uh, you know, rep the homies. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm lost. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm working. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm talking to my therapist about it. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah. what was your feeling? Why do you have so many different ones? Like, uh, did you not want to cross fans? Well, like, the idea is yes. I would like to build uh, an audience based off content in one of my modalities, and I have five mm-hmm. basic modalities between you know hip hop, DJ. The cartoons, stand-up comedy, and like uh, art, like in general, when I was like painting and mm. trying to do 
art like that. So I was trying to separate them all out, but then it made sense to combine most of them. And then I also do a lot of personal shit. Anyway, I'm a, just a mess when it comes to the, the marketing. I'm going to tell you my take uh-huh. that people are going to fuck with you as a person that has all of those things. Not just like, I only fuck with his content. They're going to be like, oh, I fuck with him as a human, as a brand, as an artist that does all this shit, even if they don't necessarily like dabble too much in one or the other. Yes. Just your take. Like, yeah. Sarah doesn't do it because she doesn't want people to see her little flower nasty because she thinks she's so nasty. Like, it's going to look, I don't know what she <laughs> I thinks. I know, PG rating, she takes way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I don't think you're trying to, like, censor yourself in different audiences, right? You're not, like, no, doing not some ratchet shit. So much. Shit. Although, well, I mean, I do some ratchet shit. Like, my comedy... Uh, it's very, yeah. it's very ratchet. It's risque. Very risque. Wait, what? <laughs> it risque. Is, it is. All I got is dick jokes. That's all I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five minutes of dick jokes. Some really? people have seven and a half minutes of dick jokes. I guess they can satisfy the crowds better. Ah, uh, see what he did there. I'm like looking at him like, are you gonna listen to dick jokes? <laughs> no, I got. That's all I said. I don't wanna hear jokes about any of my friends' dicks at all. Just so we're clear. That's totally what you, it is. You do stand up, I'm leaving the room. <laughs> I'll come back on the part where you talk about my name, Donna. My name, Donna. <laughs> What's that. my name, Donna? Uh, dude, I, I think I told it the best when I told it to you, and I haven't been able to tell it better since. Yeah, it, it really was, hurts it, my feelings. Yeah. Because I want, I want people to have the reaction classic. you had. That was, it was <laughs> fucking classic. Was it at a stand-up show? No, it was, it was outside the Legionnaire, yeah, high yeah. as balls. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> experiences and then i think you know like mostly what it is is i am funny um, <laughs> well actually no that's so a good like, that's, that's a good nasty. segue into a question right okay because it's like you're a comedian right and do you process your jokes or do you write your your material in the way that comedians traditionally like work on their material or is it is it one of those things where you're like i'm funny i could crack a joke let me just get on stage and well, see what well, it does I, oh. it's, it's more towards the former than the latter but how when you say like comedians traditionally write jokes, how do tradition? You know, well, what, what from my understanding, from my understanding of comedians, they you know they do the setup, the punchline, like they have a they have right. a, a flow, like a workflow. Mm. Yeah, right? but how right? So so coming from that, like it's not a joke until it's told on stage and it works. So a lot Ooh, of the process so, okay. is right. like I'll I'll write a funny topic, and this is what I've learned from. So like I don't know what traditional is, but I have you know researched yeah. into how professional comedians write their material, and a lot of it is this is a funny concept idea. Maybe this is the punchline. Maybe this is the punchline, and then you start talking about it on stage. Ooh. You see where people so laugh. You're you go back. Yeah. To, yeah, you go back to, and that's why a lot of uh, now comedians get mad because a lot of the stuff that they were working on wasn't that funny yet, and they were talking about controversial topics. So people get really upset because the joke's not done. Got right, it. so it's like it's not. So if you make it a great joke and it's funny, even though the topic is controversial, you don't get a lot of that hate. But if you're workshopping it still and it's not done, <laughs> that's really just insightful. Sound. So they people, are, people, just people are trying to cancel people for their like first yeah. draft of yeah, a joke. Yeah, it's like yo, it wasn't done yet. Like that's why the whole like don't bring you know phones to the uh, shows, especially like at a lot of these clubs. Oh yeah. hell yeah! So they don't want you to bring your phone and. And, 
like recording them. Yeah, because it's not it's not done yet. It's it's like if someone came into your song before it was finished. <laughs> yeah, I like, song was whack. In the mouth. Like, Yo, yeah. like, you weren't supposed to hear it, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damn, that's so interesting. I didn't even know comedians function like that. Yeah, because yeah. I low key started like kind of wanted to start doing a little stand up because he thinks. I'm funny, but I'm just you're funny. Only She's funny. Weird around you, oh, okay. but like I don't know if I could like get on. I don't know. It just sounds really awkward to just. Be I've like, tried to give her hosting gigs, and they've been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just get drunk and leave. But you, you got to do that or get kicked that out. Get kicked out. One of the two. I'm the host. But <laughs> Why did I get kicked out while hosting? But, no, not while hosting. Yeah, okay. I just got kicked out while. But no, to, but that. But I, I would. With that said. To give you credit, you are you are better at being present and, and front stage. You know what I'm saying? And like, other than rapping, you've developed a skill of, you know, being able to guide an audience. Just be like an like, like you know, guide an audience because yeah. it's it's a lot of work to like, you know, control a crowd that's looking for their they want to be entertained. That's a lot of pressure. Well, it, I mean, you know, it's a relief to their week. It's yeah, and it's so funny going from. I don't know, like the hosting, like nothing is more nerve wracking than comedy. I feel like comedy is the, uh, is like the, the smallest pinpoint of art because like every other artistic form people can feel a number of ways about, right? right? You, their, their reaction can, to a song can be like, oh, like I vibe on this part. This, I just like background music. This makes me, you know, whatever. You can feel a different way. Yeah. Whereas comedy, if you don't, make an involuntary noise at the exact same time as everybody else it didn't work like it's bad like like everyone has to make an involuntary noise at the exact same time for it to be successful <laughs> and that's it right like there's like it's, it's so almost it, physics it, it is and, but, wow. but yeah but there is no math to it you have to figure that out right it's yeah. not like and you have the, to figure it out as it relates to you and your experience and your style as opposed to like trying to rehash somebody else's approach to the same kind of material and same subject yeah. matter or all that. Or you need someone to like co-sign you. Like you go on tour with someone and a really dope comedian's like, okay, coming up is JPZ super, you know what I mean? Because like, I feel like people go into a show and they don't know who you are and they're just ready to be like, this guy's gonna suck. I don't, I don't Actually, know. Actually, to like, the contrary, I think the ones that I never hear about are the funniest motherfuckers for the night. Oh, for real? Yeah, a lot of the time it's like, who is this guy? And then like they become superstars like three, four years later because you just found them. That one guy that I was telling you about. like, So I was telling her in 2007, I went to this improv event in New York City. Uh And I forget the uh, the actor's name. We're going to have to find it before the end of the show. Yeah, find it. it. But so it was this one dude. He was doing improv comedy and he was hilarious. And some, some other shit happened where me and my friends were joking and we had a camcorder with us. So we have footage of us talking to this guy about just some random ass topic. And he was hilarious. And I've watched his career since then. And now he's in like major films. He's like, does like, he's done movies with Will Ferrell. He's like, so just to see that trajectory, just yeah. based on how you started and workshopping things, it just, it's, it's kind of inspirational. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, once you make people laugh, they're going to want you. Like if you're really funny, yeah, they're gonna want you around. I mean, that's the great thing about humor, and that's kind of where it started. Is is you know, I can make my friends laugh, and what you were saying earlier about like you should go up there because that's what's so fascinating and fun to me is like how come I can be with my friends and get them going with this material, right? Mm-hmm. And like think of funny stuff like off the cuff, and everyone's dying laughing, and then okay, I know exactly what I said to make all my friends laugh in that moment, 
and then write that all down and then say it on stage and it'd be like, so what? Because they don't know you. That's why. <laughs> right. Because they don't know right. who you they are. They have the benefit of context. So, so like, how do you build that in the mm. one second with the new audience? Because that's what it takes. I guess it's and like you say something relatable it. or some shit. Like, you know when, like, if you're doing dick jokes, you know when, like, you're... <laughs> you have a dick, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go pee. I don't know how dicks work. <laughs> That would work on stage. <laughs> it's That's why dick jokes always work because everyone laughs uh, at dick jokes. Well, I mean, you say that. My mom, my, my mom didn't think that they were funny, very funny. Mom's excluded. Exactly, exactly. Because you're you're the one who you're. Same thing with like Sarah. You don't want your family listening to your music. That's not true. My mom <laughs> listens to it. I just don't know why she wants to hear me talk about my pussy. Like, I don't, <laughs> she wants to hear it. And my grandma can't understand shit, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what I'm saying. So, JPZ, man, you, you're you from Oregon originally. You've been what? in the Bay forever. What? <laughs> I know that. He's from Methford, Oregon. Uh, Methford. <laughs> Did you give what's real the meth and told him it was coke? Wait, what? <laughs> we so, in the, our first season, uh-huh. yeah, go ahead. You want to tell it? On the pod, we had what's real here with a couple other people, Frank, Benji, and Sarah. We just start talking about drugs and coke he's uh-huh. like i've done coke once and he was like it was weird like it just kept me up all night for like really yes. he, was like, Do that. he, he like, told us that it was in oregon i yeah, said oh like, no that was meth you did meth it's a difference <laughs> and it was like a reveal on air reveal yeah like you, know? you had to see the look on his oh. face where he realized he was like part of breaking bad now like yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah that's why i was up yeah <laughs> that explains why i was up for 36 four days <laughs> Not hungry at all. Not focused as a strung out. Fucking yeah. Is there a mess where you're from? Then you're from Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I've got tons of jokes about it. I'm from. I'm from. You know, a meth town. When you're from a meth town, you end up with really dumb friends. Like, like one time, my friend grabbed a bong, so I thought we were smoking weed, but he started smoking meth out of it. And I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And he's like, "Don't worry, it filters it out." He was so dumb. He thought it was meth and phetamines. Like. You can just filter out the meth. (laughs) So you just get phetamines. Yeah, Yeah. just phetamines, whatever that is. You know what? It helps you burn fat. Like I don't. You just burn them right off. The calories just come right off. But no, I bring I bring that up to you. Spend a particular amount of time in the Bay, and now you're in LA now. You're in Hollywood. Like you're not even just like you know what I'm saying. So I just want I just want you to speak to your experience of LA, Hollywood. Just trying to make it in show business, that whole the whole Man, grind. I mean, so of it. so yeah, I've been there for like six <clears throat> months now, um, which is not a very long time at all. Uh, it's been all during COVID, mm. so a lot of the rules are out the window. Like a lot of my whole game plan is out the window. A lot of the things I was trying to do as soon as I went down there was DJ. Like that was like one of my main plans for making yeah. a little bread. Like in the beginning was yeah. you know because I knew a couple bars that I went to beforehand. I was. And so, obviously, that plan was out the window right away. That sucks. Uh, so, <laughs> that sucks so bad. So, and then uh, next was just, like, trying to do the internship thing, and which I was, I'm doing. But but now, uh, you know, I'm starting to run out of <laughs> that government money. So, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, maybe so interning isn't like, the best life so choice right now. Because I'm like, escorting. I know like, that's yo, what interning <laughs> is. <laughs> like, I got two, like, jobs that don't pay me. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so I'm like always been like it's great. Like I like I, I write for a comedian, which is excellent. That's what I want to do is be oh, writing jokes. Dope. And and so I'm doing that. I took like like I wrote a bunch of scripts. I, I took a bunch of script writing classes, and that eventually got me my uh, other internship where I'm doing like you know some work on Zoom for their show. They have like little Zoom shows that they show where they break down episodes. Um, and I'm working on their LinkedIn anyway. So like I'm doing a bunch of work. And not getting any money, mm. uh, and that's always tough. But and apparently, that's in the like, big city. That's the game. It's yeah. just like work for free for years. And it was funny. Like I'm talking to the guy who uh, is like kind of like my boss at this writing place. Over. It's called the Creatives. Sorry, the Creators Writing Room, and they do a bunch of help for emerging writers. Okay. So it's really cool organization. Is uh, the, one of the founders is a Sony exec uh-huh. um, for like, he does dramas. He hears pitches for dramas all day. Yeah. And so I was like, cool. Like that's my in, right? Like I got someone who's a TV exec yeah. and we're talking one-on-one and, and, and the other uh, founder of this and like kind of the face for it is this guy, Lee Aronson, who is a co-producer for the big bang theory. Oh, so, right. So okay. like some big names, like big things. Yeah. It's like really great. And I was talking to him, and he's like, yeah, two years ago, I was crying, and like, in my car, because I've been doing this for, you know, 20 years, and had no money and nothing. And I was like, that was two years ago? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Look how many you can turn it months. around. <laughs> well, damn, he's been doing it for 20 years, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, and actually, he started in the base, so... Um, it's really it's been a great experience living in LA and doing the networking that I have so far. Even though it's all been over Zoom, uh, people are always like, "What is what's, you know what's it like in LA?" And like, I don't know. It's been COVID. Right? It's been, <laughs> I've been in my house. Everything <laughs> shut down. I like go. I I go to the beach. That's the coolest thing about it. There's a beach there. But I thought you were like working in the desert on some. Okay, well I started like Burning as, Man before. Yes. Burning Man. So yeah. So in the beginning of the year, in January. My stepping stone to get to L.A. was my buddy's uh, house in the desert in Hesperia. And he's been in the industry Hesperia a little bit. Hesperia is the Hesperia. town? Hesperia. Yes. Sounds terrifying. They call it Hysteria. Yeah, I could see uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> Not a far reach. Yeah, exactly. That's low-hanging fruit. And <laughs> it rivals my hometown for meth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Full the circle. Method. There you go. See? Right? I, I felt home. Is yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I feel oh, you know you feel on the little better. <laughs> like meth has run around. You're just like, oh, okay. I feel comfortable. Yeah. The, the glass, the like baggies of glass, really bring me back. Right. <laughs> that's all oh shit. But that's really cool that you're like you're, you're you're kind of learning the industry even though it's not paying you. I mean, I think I think all too often artists we want the money, but we're forgetting that we're getting compensated in other ways in terms of networking mm-hmm. opportunities and all of that. Now, at a certain point, depending on your economic situation, you don't <laughs> want to hear about opportunity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you have the impression of yourself that you've paid your dues already. Right. But that's in a specific a specific section of the world where you may be like the big fish in a small pond and then you're going to a bigger pond mm-hmm. and you're with a lot more fish. Yeah, I bet you'd be chilling in like Mexico. <laughs> I can totally see, see JPZ running a stand-up Chapo. club in like Chepe Guadalajara. Chepe Pato El Chapo. Yeah. But I can totally either in TJ or Guadalajara, like right. totally, like you would have it run down, like <laughs> locked okay, in. Frightening. Oh, because if you guys met that, yeah, you know. But whatever. And then you would have to come up like, do 
you speak to Chippin. <laughs> like, who's Chippin? And then, like, that's when you turn in your swivel chair and, like, yes, Chippin. Yes, Chippin. So, Chippin. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but no, I mean, that, that, that's, that's all really cool. Like, you're, you're, you're writing, you're, um, you know, all the things. And, and, and we were just lamenting earlier that LA is a mess. Mm, as yeah. a city. <laughs> yes, yeah, gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I prefer Oakland so much. It, it's like, you know, uh, there's 10 cities, right? Yeah. And, and they're getting bigger and the homelessness issue is definitely a problem. And we see that, you know, when I was living here and, and you guys living here, obviously in the social justice world, definitely seeing that. And then I go to LA and it's like, oh, this is like what it's like when, when, like they took over, like they won or whatever. Like, <laughs> like, like it's just like, nah. But there was a war between the like house and the homeless and the yeah, homeless won. They, yeah, there's like own sections of the city now. And that's what it seems like to an outsider. Where, and I talk to people from the city, they're like, oh yeah, it's a shame we can't go here anymore because it's just taken over. And, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, the, the, there's definitely not a level of compassion. Yeah. Uh, that I felt here working with like the homeless population, but also there's not a sense of community. And then again, this is an outsider talking. So right, like, right. but I'm talking to people that are you know that are from there that are born and raised. Um, so it's just interesting to me, man. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's dirty. Uh, I live in East Hollywood where fireworks go off 100 percent of the time. Um, are they fireworks or gunshots? They're fireworks. <laughs> and it's, and because I keep thinking, like, was that a gunshot? No, I think those are just more fireworks. Like, which is way better. Yeah, right? no, totally. <laughs> yeah, but, much safer. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's funny because at first I get down there, right, and it's like in June. And so I'm hearing fireworks all the time. I'm like, all right, like early for 4th of July, but that's cool. <laughs> and then it's like, 4th of July comes, and it's like, fireworks, yeah, okay. And then it's like, after 4th of July, it's like, oh, okay, so like, you still got fireworks for 4th of July. And now it's like, fam, and it's it like, is November. August. Yeah, it's like, wait, was this Dia de los Muertos fireworks? Exactly. Is, this, is this pretty? Okay, no, it's just fireworks nah, 100% time. It's what? the 3rd day of the month. It's fireworks? It's the 3rd oh, of the yeah. month fireworks, yeah. homie. Like, we just love fireworks. We just celebrate surviving out here. Like, and then, and then it's funny because, like, you know, I, I'm new there, so, like, whatever. Like, when I, you know, when you go to a new place, I feel like you integrate into that society. That's mm -hmm. what my grandparents do when they moved to this country. We're a long line of, of integrators. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they integrate from? Uh, well, my, my, because uh, my, my abuela's from Guatemala, and then okay. my white side is illegal Mexican immigrants. They're white Mexican? They're the white, the white side? Yeah, my white side's the illegal Mexican immigrants. That, that's so a, that's, Guadalajara? That's a stat, no. almost. Like, yo, I'm so Latino, the white side yeah. is still Mexican. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I, I always thought it's a little bit ironic that, like, my, my Guatemalan side, like, they migrated legally, but my white side were the illegal Mexican immigrants. Ah, <laughs> see? Like, they crossed... And, and that, that was Stanley. Stan, fucking Stan, Stanley, fucking dude. Stanley, dude. He did a song years ago where he says, fucking Stan, he's talking about his grandfather in the song. And he starts the verse with, fucking Stanley, dude. Right, is that his grandpa Stanley? Yeah. So every time he shows like a throwback picture of like his family, I always write, fucking Stanley, dude. It's I love it. I fucking love it. No, he, yeah, it, it, I mean, that, that song with what's real called White Privilege, yes. that you the hook on, a uh, very and good song. It's a white privilege song with no white people on it. Wait, wait, wait. It's wait, true. I'm doing, right? I'm yeah. doing the hook. 
and y'all murdered me, by the way. This motherfucker put some weird auto tune on my voice. Like, I, I, whatever. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Rewind, rewind, rewind. There's a song called White Privilege, and you're the hook? I'm on the hook. <laughs> It is a it is a what's real song with JPZ talking about white privilege. Yup. And come to find out that Nan one of us are at all white at all. Like I mean, obviously me, right? I'm is not what's white. What's real white? The verdict's still out. We don't know. <laughs> the verdict's still out. No one I don't knows. know if he knows. He's wearing kimonos. He's a karate. Like, we don't know. Like we don't. No, I just listened to a song and it said people think he's Mexican or something. <laughs> Because he's got the funny. quarantine facial hair. Like, oh, my right. God. That's you know? hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I remember when he was <laughs> saying he was white. And I'm from Oregon. White-ass Oregon. And I remember thinking, you wouldn't be white where I came from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would be quick to be like, ah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us our job back. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. their jobs and our uh, women. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. white man there. Understand you go back to the <laughs> country. <laughs> See, we can't be. I can't be yelling that shit. But aside from all this comedy shit, like yeah. you also still putting out music. Yes, I am. Thanks for staying on topic. <laughs> yes, I got new music out. <laughs> Check Woo! it out yeah. uh, on all platforms. I'm really excited about this project uh, called Viva uh, Viva. I can't even say my own shit. Get it together. Uh, Viva Chepe. <laughs> See? Viva Chepe. Viva Chepe, which I'm really glad that I was able to uh, release this in like full uh, entirety because first, it, like I wrote it originally in like 2017 when uh, I went to Guatemala to visit some family and like flipped off the road down the hill. I don't, did I tell you that story? Yeah, I, I, heard it, story. I heard it in your music. Oh, really? I, heard about it in your music I never too. like. No, you never give me the full detail. So, like, okay. you can do the big reveal now. That's right. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> the kings. Like, <laughs> I mean, we just flipped off the road in a, in a mountain jungle in Guatemala on our way to Tikal, which is like, like the Mayan ruins. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, lightly traumatic. Uh, yeah, it's like the start of every like memoir-based movie in Hollywood. Like, yeah, yeah. motorcycle diaries. <laughs> there I was, upside down in a jeep. <laughs> On a Guatemalan no, mountainside. Like in a Volvo. Right? What were you in? It was a RAV4. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, that was bound to happen. You're like, never that again. Gotta, that could have happened on fucking Broadway. real. <laughs> 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 Fell off the mountainside on Broadway in a fucking RAV4. So, so yeah. What so, happened? Well, I, I mean, that's what happened. Like, uh, there was, we met these two dudes that were going to the same Mayan ruins we were. And on a whim, like, uh, one of them was from LA. Uh, the other one was from Guatemala, two Guatemalans, and we thought it'd be funner to go with them than it would be on this bus. We thought it'd be safer than the bus because we keep hearing about the buses sliding off the side of the road. So we're like, we're going to go with these dudes. It'll be way safer. And then, like, not even an hour into the trip, we are flying off the side of the road. Yo. <laughs> and was everyone think, okay? Yes. Thank God that everyone was okay. We all walked out of there uh, with, you know, scrapes and bruises, you know, for the most part. Uh, lacerations were the, the, the worst anyone like suffered. Like Because the, the glass broke. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was the worst thing. Like, I literally, the worst thing that happened to me was I bumped my head really hard on the top when it was rolling. Oh, uh, my God. This and that's where all the wild. jokes come from now. And that's where all the... <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the funny comes. He's like, yeah. you know the part where there's impulse control? That's where I hit it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. No filter now. And, and it was crazy. Uh, 
I've actually been recently, I, I mentioned my therapist earlier, I've actually been digging into my adult ADHD, uh, okay. which is explains five Instagrams and all this other shit that I <laughs> yeah, can't. Totally. Uh, it was in a lot of blanks for me. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at him. He's so, like, this isn't funny. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. So, and I found out that we're great in crisis mode, mm. uh, which I think is very interesting because I specifically remember thinking, I am handling this way better than everyone else. Like, <laughs> you're just patting yourself on the back while you're upside down in a well, row. Well, dude, I was, I was assessing like, yo, everything. I am killing this reaction. Oh, man, <laughs> I was. I was so, I'm like, no, I'm on it. These uh, guys are pussies. Like, I'm. <laughs> hey, misogynistic, misogynistic. Uh, oh, <laughs> God. Because, uh, yeah, my, my girlfriend at the time, so she was there with me. And so I basically helped her, like, grab onto stuff because, you know, she was, everyone was in shock. Um, and then when we got out, everyone was in shock. I, I was the only one who, cause the car ended up on its side. I push up the door and crawl out on top of the car. Wow. And it's, and it's called Viva Chepe because that was like the first thing I got when I like in my brain, when I looked up at this massive mountain no, that we not. rolled down, I was just like, they can't kill me. Viva Chepe. <laughs> you were like Bruce almighty. Yeah. Smite me, almighty smiter! <laughs> yeah, like, what? So is the whole album about this triumphant moment? Not, like, no, no, it's not at all. That's where the title. That's that's where the title of the album comes from, and I reference it. I mean, I still reference it in my music, because um, you know it's like a big part of my life. Uh, but yeah, the whole album is basically different different aspects. I don't even know what the album. You're like a woman me, that people think about tell about. <laughs> When, when they talk about adrenaline and when they have like adrenaline, they mm-hmm. like pick up the car and yeah. they save their children. Yeah. You're that woman. Yes. But you're, you're the guy version of that woman. Yeah. Save their Saving children. Himself. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I'm telling you, I nailed it though. Like everyone was freaking out. And I was like, like I had my moment and I saw everyone freaking out. And then so I hopped down. I'm collecting all our stuff. And like, because yeah, everyone was just like crying and like in shock. But I was gathering all our things and. And then the villagers helped us. It was actually kind of funny because I started grabbing all our backpacks and whatnot. Yeah. And then I was putting it over by a tree. And then all of a sudden I see like villagers take it and walk away. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but they were helping us, right? They were like bringing it up the hillside yeah, to yeah. a truck that, that, that eventually took But you us. were still traumatizing. Right? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, just like, like, what a time yeah. to, <laughs> to steal our well, We're the most vulnerable. Right? <laughs> like, Nah, we're helping you, bro. Like, all right, all right, cool. You guys are cool. For shame. <laughs> but yeah, we all walked out of there. Uh, so is this project an EP? Is it a full length? It's album? an EP. Okay. I'm trying to think of. It's mostly geared towards just like a lot of my music is the self revelations of like the spiritual journey. Okay. So that's definitely uh, like the out the gate is like a lot of my frustrations uh, with the world and like talking about like prophecies to come. Uh, the second song, Medicina, is, you know, how I basically need to smoke weed because I'm so, you know, like, in that spiritual modality uh, and that prophecy shit, and it's just like living on planet Earth is insane. Uh, (laughs) We all need to cope. Yeah. I'm feeling you. Um, (laughs) And then I got a song called Love, which is like, you know, definitely in the last line, I talk about just how hard, I, I say, Love is the hardest thing on this planet to do. Um, and I don't know. I've been thinking about it. Because it's great when you have something that was originally like 
written so long ago. Yeah. And I've just been able to like really contemplate on like what this means, and it makes mm-hmm. more sense to me when releasing it now in like in context with the times now. Right. Like you know, sometimes you listen to old music, and you're like, oh, I wrote that for me to listen to now. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So it's your past self. Talking, talking to me to right your now, future self for sure. We've been talking a lot about that because we've been talking about that future self and that telling you stuff to inform you now to prep you for the future. Mm. But a lot of the time, your past self also mm-hmm. does the same. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll prophesize or manifest something via the word that you then live, and you're like, "Holy shit, I'm living these lyrics that I didn't have any context for back then, yeah. but was inspired to write them nonetheless, specifically for this moment now." I have a really woke moment on this. So one time I had to write a philosophy essay. I was in an Asian philosophy class mm-hmm. and I had to like connect things that I was learning in like Hinduism and Buddhism and like all this different shit. And I've been writing all day and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go take a break. And so I went into a desensitization tank. Have you ever been on one of those? Oh, the deprivation tank? Yeah, yeah <laughs> deprivation, desensitization, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I went in there. You can't feel shit. And yeah, it's dope. It's 98.8 degrees. So it's like the right. same temperature as your internal body fluids. And like it's filled with salt. So you're just kind of floating there and it's dark and it only smells like saline. And so it's like no senses. And like. While in there, I started hearing lyrics from a song I wrote, like, when I was, like, 23, like, when he, when my son was, like, two or something, and it was, like, the lyrics were, like, talking about how we are one, it was all, like, lyrical and stuff, but, like, that's what, like, connected in my brain to help me write my, like, philosophy essay on, like, history. Like, uh, fucking trippy. But like, a So we're giving you the Jedi lightsaber of sound. Oh, I can't hear it. <laughs> I'm like, why are you looking at me like a meerkat right now? <laughs> Am I taking your wokeness? No, no, not at all. I'm the ratchet. He's my, the my wokeness is here for all of you. Oh, oh I think we all knew that. All of us. No, it's the three of us. No, it's like, no one looking at the two of you and was like, oh, who's ratchet? Who's woke? He wants to be ratchet and I want to be woke sometimes. We want to switch, you know? Well, you're both. No, I think it's, it's how we, so. bra- we branded each other or it's how we've been branded in our circle. Right, right. I think you know. I I often say that the word the the name unlearn the word implies a certain level of wokeness. Of course, it really isn't me. Like I'll have conversations with people and I see their brains like kind of twitch. Like, oh, he's with the shits. Like it's not like he's not. You know, like no, I'm not wearing daishikis and I don't wear a bindi. It's this is what you're getting. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we could be sipping Hennessy and talking, and then I'll give you some real ass shit. I've had I've been to Miami mansion parties uh, talking about metaphysics and the re- the state of reality. <laughs> in a fucking Miami I'd be mansion like, parties. Fuck out of my party, bro. And I had people like really intrigued, like, oh shit, what? I really? Huh? You would, like, yeah. Dude. That's I mean, that's my bag. And then you know, you go up and do some fucked up weird shit after. And that's the perfect way to end this. <laughs> oh, is that time? It is time. Are we on time? Wow, time. that blue red fucking that, vibe. Yeah, I did. You know yeah, I did. So no, it, it's been really fun, bro. We gotta well, do this again. Hell yeah, dude! Point. Thanks for having me on. Uh, been shout a pleasure. Out, yeah, shout out all the shit. Can I ask? Yeah. You, I have a question before we leave. Okay, okay, so what are you? Is your rap name J? The letter J, the letter P, the letter Z. Correct. Not J A Y P E E Z Y. But that's how he spells it on Instagram, which is why it's so. And then what about on Spotify and stuff? If people are trying to like three letters J P Z. the reason why, well, so first of all, there's multiple J P Z's out there. Okay. So that's why I attach the J P Z. But it's also because you know I have a lot of white friends, and sometimes they'll say J P Z, and it's just like. 
you don't say it like three letters. You spell it like three letters. You say JPZ. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's why I, I spelled it it's out. It's where you put the emphasis. I put the JPZ or JPZ. J-P-Z. Oh, hey, JPZ. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, what's your name? JPZ. Oh, well, I'm just saying JPZ. It just doesn't. <laughs> Are right, those your initials? J- uh, is Z? J- JP is my initials. Yeah. Maybe you need like a and dash that's how in between got, the J and the P. That's how I got JPZ as a nickname. Okay, okay, okay. That but makes then, sense. So then I thought, oh, a cool way to spell that would be three letters. Yes. Just like I go by JP, mm. add a Z. Okay, that makes like I said, a lot of sense. people didn't pronunciate it right. So then I put the pronunciation there and it confused everybody. Yeah. And we don't all I'm, have ADHD. And then so. so I just made another handle for something else. So <laughs> shout out all your handles right so now. We got, oh, God. We got, <laughs> we got 30 minutes right now. JPZ, JPZ is, is what I'm posting all about my hip hop. We got yeah. Chefe Pato TV, which is all my comics. Uh, we got Joseph Penner Art, which is where I post my personal stuff yep. as well as my paintings. Uh, and then DJ Dimples, which is my... DJ shit, obviously, where I spin mostly uh, like new, uh, new disco, uh, funky house type of music. It's not even hip hop at all. It's like oh, dance shit, music. Really? That's DJ disco. Temple. Okay, <laughs> like what? Like jungle? Uh, no, nah, it's not jungle. It's it's new disco. Like deep um, house. It's it's not. Uh, it's new disco. <laughs> it's new disco. It, it is funky house. I don't want to call it deep house. Because it's tech, it, it's a little bit different. House is a huge genre. Yeah. And it's definitely a subgenre of house. But. Like, who's an artist? Um. Or a couple <laughs> artists. You're like, I'm blaming. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I don't think you it's guys know. It's just beats. It's like jo- producers. Yeah, yeah. It's like I DJs. might know one. Joey Negro is someone that I fuck with heavy. <laughs> no, I don't know. That. <laughs> and he's not black. And he's apparently in trouble for his name now. That which makes is sense. Really funny to me. Because does he say Negro or Negro? Because it could be Negro and well, could be black, right? Right. Well, yeah. That, I, I thought black. that's what it was. I thought he was Hispanic, and it was like, like I gave him a pass immediately because his music's dope. Um, <laughs> and then I kept dope saying, music will give motherfuckers a lot yeah, of passion. Really you really well. You can be a shitty human, but if yeah. you came out with a hot record, Sabrina Claudio, she's yeah, really like, great, and she said all that racist you, shit. You let you willing to let people slide for I mean, a lot of shit? They come still out, out there. there so. Oh like, yeah, that's <laughs> for real. He's still getting fan mail. He gets like more fan mail from like the pedophiles. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the most of my handles. I, I do have party on a boat. That boat. Are you also, kidding me, no, dude? It, but it's also beaches and boats. Well, I changed it. I See, changed, God, I changed it. it. I changed it. It, it was, yeah, it was boats and beaches. I changed it to party on a boat dot boat because it's an inside joke with our last boat party. Yeah. Uh, party on a boat dot boat is the Instagram handle. Yeah. And it's the song produced by yours truly. Yeah, party on a boat. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. Check it out on. I have that Spotify. video of you guys all dancing all like weird and outside of ROTC. Do you remember that? Oh my god, I love it. I like didn't remember I took this video because I was like hammered and I was like, what is this? <laughs> and it's like you. It's me, and, you, and Sarah. Like dancing to singing party on the boat. It's yeah. Just, it's so <laughs> I'll give yeah, it to you. It's really silly. That might be the throwback Thursday. Awesome. We might be oh, throwing that tomorrow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be to promote the pod. There yeah. we go. Okay. <laughs> because it is Friday it is. to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> to our listeners. It's fucking Friday. But, man, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you for having me. So, it's been yeah. a fucking pleasure, man. <laughs> so, yeah, find them on all of those different Whatever social media outlets. <laughs> Ratchet and Wolf Podcast. Like us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Email us questions, comments, topics, music. 
Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. Any other? We didn't get into your escorting, but we'll talk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That costs a lot more. Yeah. Does it? Exactly. <laughs> That's how he's it's making a, a living. See what I'm saying? That LA chicken hey, motherfucker, hey, man. Yeah. It's a tough yeah. life, man. It I'm is. Out, st- out in Hollywood, you know what I mean? JP's he's one stay at home, stay at home order away from being an Instagram thought. <laughs> <laughs> we all, all right, are. We, we're out. <laughs>